Hi guys, M Vibes here with another episode of magic, awareness, knowledge, and just lots of love. And today we have an amazing guest that I am so excited to pick her brains <laughs> and you know um, just to hear her story and just um, inviting her to share her knowledge and um, based on her experiences. Her name is. Corinne Lebron. Corinne is an author, a spiritual life coach, organizational psychology consultant. She is the founder of <clears throat> Appeal Ninja Academy. Uh, and what really brought my attention when I met uh, Corinne first time when she said the name of her book, and it's called A Handbook for Badass Spiritual Warriors. That really, really, you know, it was just like a magnet. I'm like, I want to talk <laughs> to that woman. <laughs> it just sounded so powerful, but yet so grounded and just majestic as a, as a feminine energy. So welcome, Corinne. I will just, uh, you know, ask you who is Corinne Lebron and what's the vision that she holds for mm -hmm. this world? Um. Hi, <laughs> I'm giggling over here because I was trying to be all perfect for the podcast and find myself needing to cough <laughs> after drinking my hot lemon tea. <clears throat> so, okay. And so what was your last question again? I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. I said that mm -hmm. who is Corinne Lebron? And what is the vision that you hold in this world? Oh, well, uh, who is Corinne Lebrun is a really good question. Um, I think of myself as a spiritual explorer through this lifetime. Um, I truly love to learn new things. My curiosity is endless and therefore I've collected a lot of knowledge about different subjects. Um, and you could say I am both philosopher and artist at heart. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> and um, oops, are you still there? Or did I? Okay, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, yes. So my vision, let's say what is my vision for the world? My vision is that people will learn the tools they need to connect with each other through their hearts, meaning that people can release their illusions of what they believe other people are about and truly just connect human to human. And I think that would solve so many issues in the world and bring a much greater sense of peace to people. So if that's my vision, my ultimate vision is just people having their hearts and minds open enough to be compassionate to anybody around them. That's beautiful. I love that. I, you know, I, um, what I wanted to, to um, mm -hmm. add to what you just said, and I was reading from your blog, and this paragraph really grabbed my attention and resonated so much with my life and my own journey when you said that 
I confess I had no aspiration of helping people becoming a better work kind of person, making the world a better place, becoming enlightened, or any of these things that usually drive people to becoming spiritual. I just wanted to know why these things were happening to me and how to control or direct them. I needed to understand this odd logging to be one. And that's actually the reason mm -hmm. why, you know, our topic today is spirituality versus curiosity and i go so like so many times i go about this the spiritual word spirituality because obviously it's about god it's about knowing thyself it's about self-discovery um it's a powerful world word but you know mm -hmm. i'll share something about me is that when my journey started it's very, very serious. You know, I grew up as a wow. Orthodox. Prayers, churches, you know, strict, strict regimes, diets, fasting. Everything was just so serious. You know, you couldn't laugh. You couldn't enjoy the journey in, in, in a sense of way, you know. It's just that's how I was presented. And, and I, I've witnessed this in my family. Mm -hmm. So I continue, I continue with these patterns of being so serious. And then I saw that this is not just in, in my self-discovery, but in my relationship, like kind of my playfulness went away, you know? I felt that like I'm doing everything out of obligation, but not out of pleasure that I actually wanted to do, mm -hmm. you know? So that's why I said you know, becoming a child again. And I had a recent experience. I went to Joe Dispenza, um, a retreat in Mexico. And for the first day, I, I don't know, I mean, <laughs> when you are there, <laughs> because, uh, the, there's so much love. You can, you can close yourself, you know, you can hide yourself from that love. So from the first day, I was not even trying because I became part of the moment. For me, I didn't even care that, you know, I am a retreat and I we, we are about to do some meditation. I was just so, like, just being there, mm. actually being. And I felt that inner child just, oh, my God, just out and wanted to play. And I was looking at people, you know, near me. They were just so serious. And in a way, I felt like, oh, my God, I should be serious, too, because we are about to see Joe Dispenza. We are about to do this meditation that is going to blow my mind. You know, and I stayed with that. I stayed with this playfulness. I stayed with with this this innocence. And I remember that I was reading somewhere that it says that if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you have to become a child again. That's the only way to feel this, to feel God. And in that moment, I felt that God is a child. Mm. And, and energy is so playfulness that, you know, just wanted to come out and just play and explore. So when I did this meditation, it was not me trying or I had a thought that I wanted to do it because I wanted mm -hmm. to become enlightened or become stronger, whatever. It was just a game. It was, I, it was just play for me. And for the first time, I've never done what he asked of us. You know, I've never experienced that. And I got it from the first time. And I was, <laughs> oh, my God. 
how did this happen? Like, I've never experienced this. I've never exercised. I've never practiced that kind of meditation. And it was kind of like tough, you know, but because I did not have any expectations, it happened naturally. Like, Mm -hmm. I cannot even explain, Corinne. That's why I wanted to add this to what you said, that I see around and when I talk to my clients and they, you know, okay, I want to, now I want to know myself. I am ready to embark on this journey. What's next for Mm -hmm. me, you know? And I feel that they come with a seriousness, you know, that it's a job, you know, it's a pattern of forcing it in a way. So what would be your thought? Because, you know, reading your, your articles and just what you've shared so far, how, what is your approach on this spirituality versus curiosity? Yeah. How should we enter this realm? So um, <clears throat> what I'll do is I'll tell you how my perspective evolved to where, where it's at today about how I would, you know, how to approach spirituality. And it, like you were saying in my, my blog post, where I talk about you know, what drove me on a quote, spiritual path anyway. And, you know, it was having precognitive dreams, knowing when my relatives were going to pass, um, just knowing when friends needed me and just showing up and things like that. I wondered, how are these things even possible? And so I went down the path of trying to find out what that what that was all about and like, why is it when sometimes I would close my eyes and be still, I saw this amazing purple light that felt full of love and bliss. And what was that? And, um, so I really, it's like, I started down the path to find out more about what that was rather than thinking, Oh, I'm going to become spiritual now. (laughs) It was, uh, I'd say learning it was like these were things that spiritual people did. Um, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. And then I realized this longing to become one is talked about um, in several different religions um, across the world is, you know, you're longing to become God or becoming one with the infinite source. And that's when I realized, oh, okay, spiritual path. Uh, that's That's what this is. And I think at that, it didn't start out as spiritual, but at that point, when I labeled it as being spiritual, what's interesting is I also fell into that, let's call it the trap of seriousness, because I was just looking through some of my old journals, because um, I found a spiritual mentor when I was 17. He was also my therapist, but he was also, I still swear, one of the most evolved um human beings I've ever met. <laughs> but I was looking at my journals and going, oh my God, I tried so hard. I mean, I did every assignment. Oh my God. I was so serious. Um, it's like I logged everything. I did all my meditations. You know, I was working a lot on um healing the inner child then. And so I have like reams and reams of volumes of things I wrote on different books and introspections and moving through all of that. And um, I realized, wow, I was, you know, I was actually really serious back then about this. (laughs) It was like, and it was harder to play. I love that you brought that up, that it was just much 
harder to be in that um, realm of what now I really truly believe is the divine spirit is always trying to move through us if we allow it and also stop being so dang hard on ourselves too. There's, there's that piece as well. Um, but one of the things I've learned over the years with this is my road is, I call it the middle road because when I was trying to be extreme, um, and beat myself up for not being quote spiritual enough and, you know, not being in the right vibration and, oh, I don't know, not going out in nature every day. Uh, I really was really hard on myself. But then when I realized we're supposed to be like the happy Buddha, there's a reason there's a happy Buddha. You know? <laughs> and also it's amazing. The most spiritually advanced people I've met, I mean, in the sense of them being very psychic, being able to heal, somehow being insanely tuned in, it always blew my mind because they never were, they never did the things I thought spiritual people were supposed to do. Yes, that's exactly yeah, so what I mean. These yes. are the they drank, they smoked, they sweared. I mean, I remember when I first came across that, I was like, how could this be? This is because I used to be a teetotaler. Um, I was like, I don't understand how this is possible. <laughs> so that's definitely been part of my life learning is that, no, it's about the middle road and it's about, you know, whether uh, you um, you can be kind and compassionate to other people and kind and compassionate to yourself in the process, of course, um, and also make your mind your friend. And, you know, like that's really the ultimate core of all spiritual growth is, you know, you just learn to quiet the mind and what's, you know, what tool is that? Well, it's meditation as we, we know that that's what will open that door. Yes. Um, but it's so funny. You mentioned this whole thing about joy and expansion and uh, it also brings me to another, let's call it philosophical sticking point with being, what's oh, that? The <laughs> <laughs> philosophy yeah. of what does it mean to be spiritual? Um, you know, the, um, do you have to make your focus on doing things that will help people help other people? Okay. This is, this is such a good one. <laughs> uh, what does that mean exactly? And then I, you know, was thinking about that for years, actually going, well, you need to help elevate people, help elevate the earth. And then I was like, well, in the back of my mind that kept me from pursuing my artwork. Cause I thought, well, if I'm doing my artwork, how is that elevating anybody? So I had this mythology going on in my mind because I wasn't actively directly helping people. Um, and then I actually had a wonderful conversation with someone just this last year. And he looked at me, he said, well, of course you're elevating people with your art. Look at all the artists and how they elevate other people by um, bringing you in awe with the beauty of an art piece or a dance piece or music and awe brings you closer to the divine. And also like, what if, you know, when you're performing dance, you actually change some little girl's mind about what she wants to do with her future. And then she decides to become a dancer. So you are a channel of the divine. Um, 
no matter how it manifests, whether it's directly helping people or whether it's through an expression of being a channel for the divine. So that's where, um, you know, it's like to let letting go of what we think we know about spirituality really frees us to become more of who we are truly meant to be, I believe. Yeah, and then, you know, you, you also said that really like it, and I, I liked it, and um, I've had that uh, kind of like an obstacle in the past, but I don't know, if, I don't think I can call it obstacle, but when there's too much oh. information out there, you know, and that's what I think can really make mm -hmm. people stuck, you know, in this journey, because there's so much, and you don't know where to begin. And what I liked, which you also mentioned, is that one of your teachers said to not go first thing and read yeah. as many books as you can, but actually go within and find those answers first, create that foundation inside, within you. And then obviously, you know, you will read, because this is how I look at books. You still read another person's story. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it will, it's everything true for you. So when you do have those strong foundation within your first, I think it's, you have, you move very differently. Yeah. The outer world. That's really true. Um, yeah. I remember I was I'm really frustrated. Uh, this was also my, my mentor he told me, don't read any, just for right now, don't read any spiritual books. And I thought, well, I want to know, I want to learn. Right. And he's like, no, you're just going to go within and learn the tools of discernment. Um, if I look back, that's really what it was. It's you're going within to find, to contemplate for your own answers. And I know that's in contemplation is an art form truly. And I, it's not um, something where you think about as much these days as even, let's say, I don't know, even 20 years ago, it's, you know, the art of contemplation is becoming less and less of a something we could focus on it that would bring us fruit. Let's put it that way. But that is to me where you'll find the true kernels of truth is when you're contemplating within from your own information and you find it's like your own, your very own essence of what things truly mean to you. Because then when you read other people's books and stories, it's almost like you can relate the things you found to be true for yourself and find out, then you can listen to something on the outside and say, hey, does that resonate with me or not? Or am I just adopting something without thinking about it first? Yes, yes. And you are just taking upon a different yeah. program for yourself. That's yeah, and there's so happened. much information out yeah. there these days about especially personal growth, spiritual growth, um, what it means to be spiritual. And a lot of it's conflicting information, too. And it, it's really challenging for people. Um, if you're first starting out to, to, find, to find your way, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about as an example of discernment. And just really thinking about things before you adopt them. And this is one of the ones for me <laughs> that I still use. <laughs> I like this one. I like this one. And yes, um, <laughs> this is, you know, a lot of people, 
talk about, you know, something is lower vibration, higher vibration. If you're in the right vibration, then you will attract things to you. And I say to myself, well, okay. I'm not a physicist, even though I studied physics a little bit. I'm not a physicist. I am not a, um, I don't feel like my body is so tuned that I'm a musical instrument, so I can really truly decide whether something is higher or lower vibration. I really have no idea whether it is or isn't. I have no idea. And so I can't adopt that framework to look at things through. So um, I say, okay, I can't, it doesn't, that doesn't work for my perspective because I find as I started doing it. And I realized what I was doing is automatically placing things into a bucket saying, oh, well, this is um, going into a grocery store feels low vibration. And then it was just automatically a bucket that I put my perceptions into without examining them. So that's that's the tricky part here. It's once you create a bucket like a vibration, you, you stop examining it just because it's heuristics. It's a shortcut for thinking because we have so much information coming at us. It's just a tool that our brain naturally uses. So now, for example, instead of saying, because when I stopped doing that, I was um, going to went to a grocery store saying, oh, oh, actually, what's really happening here? Let me label this as I feel overwhelmed by all the people in here. I feel porous. I feel like there's a lot of energy coming in that is making me feel imbalanced. Um, and I don't feel happy in here. So that's so funny because I do feel <laughs> that's why I don't like grocery shopping. Yeah, but it's um, but those are see, but the difference is saying, oh, it's just low vibration, taking it out of the bucket and really yes. looking at the pieces of okay, well, what is it that's not resonating with me, or what is it that's causing that feeling of uncomfortability? Yes, exactly, and. When I was able to acknowledge those pieces, I found a tool that actually works for me, um, which is counterintuitive to what I what I thought. And that was another tool a wonderful shaman woman had told me about. She said, well, instead of closing down your energy when you walk into places like that, try expanding it. See what happens. And I was like, oh, well, that's counterintuitive. And oh my God, it works yeah. amazingly so amazing. Um, or even if I am gonna go somewhere where I'm like, oh, I'm not so sure I'm gonna feel about this. I've found that going after I exercise specifically something that works on my uh my core, like they do in martial arts. Uh, because hey, you never hear a martial artist ever complain about energy bothering them but they're highly sensitive to energy. So you sit there and go, oh, well, they must know something, right? And that's um, one reason I went down, or I still go down that rabbit hole of learning more about those tools. But with those tools, now I can go into a grocery store or wherever, it doesn't matter and I'm fine. But had I not questioned that and taken it out of the vibration bucket, I never would have known. So one of the tools you mentioned is yes, acknowledge, right? really unpack it, and some and to take it out of um, to see where you might be making assumptions about something, and you don't even yes. realize it sometimes. Yeah, and then the second, yes, 
And then the second, you know, as your mentor said, is to not close yourself, your energy, but actually spending. What happened when you did I suddenly felt completely balanced. It just completely blew my mind. (laughs) Yeah, it completely blew my... It was like I was just letting things in and like... Oh, but I'm expanding. I'm imagining in my mind's eye that my aura is just expanding over everything. Yes, yes. And you know what I did I, I, with the same with the groceries? Because I asked myself, right? I love I love groceries because to me, groceries, it's a, it's a sign. It's a sense of abundance, you know? I love to go mm. and see fruits and veggies. And I mean, it sounds like silly, but I love it. You know, it's, it's beautiful. It means that we live in a, a world yeah. of, of abundance. Um, so what I did, actually, every time now I go to groceries, I actually dress really nice. You know, I dress beautifully. I yeah, I put like I put music in my ears, and then I go in there. And if I see people, you know, something that I don't like, what I didn't like before, I actually smile at them. I talk to them. <laughs> they look at me weird, but you know, I say, hi, how are you? Or I I try to come in with a different energy, with different approach. And what one of my mentors also said is, I've always felt that like oh, well I don't want to go there because there is so neg- so much negativity but we know that everything is energy it's the same energy yeah. that is in love is in hate but what's different is the attachment yeah. attached to this energy but it's the same exactly. energy you know so now is I know if I my intention even if I go into a place that before I label it as negative, now I said that my energy, my aura, my vibrations can change the entire It can, world. absolutely. And this is my choice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, absolutely. That's beautiful. Wow. You know, and everything we're saying, it just makes me think about, um, you know, in the past, you know, being very serious and, um, you know, spirituality is have to be extremely disciplined. It's like, I'm disciplined with some things still like meditating every morning, um, you know, working on what's happening in my, my mind. (laughs) Um, you know, those things, the discipline still does absolutely remain, but now it's like, I can embrace life far more fully as a balanced human being. And be part of anything and everything because everything is a part of the divine. And it's a matter of what our perspective is. You know, it doesn't, you know, it's like even, you know, being around people who are kind of unhappy, you know, sometimes can feel like an energy drain. But if you're there to just, you know, I'm just going to be here and I'm just going to shine my light and give and know this is part of their process. And just have no expectation, then next thing you know, everything shifts. Yes. And it, it shifts yeah. in seconds. That's the beauty of it. I was talking to one of my friends, and I've experienced very, very spiritual people, right? I've studied Buddhism, that's yeah. why I resonate to do a lot, Hinduism, magic, occultism, astrology. You know, I just wanted to know more and more and more. And every time I, I did this in the past, I was associating myself mm-hmm. with that thing, right? 
I was like, okay, this is this is who I am. Uh, no, okay, I'm not it. <laughs> I moved to the next one. <laughs> ah, no, you know. So now I'm at this point in my life. I've 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 spent time with non-spiritual people, the the people yeah. that don't believe in anything, and people who are just all about spirituality. And what I realized right now, I mean, that's all I know at this moment, the present moment, is that I am and I want to yeah. be part of everything. I want to be there and I want to be here. You know how they say, as below, as above, as within, as without. I really want to be part. And I, I understood that this is what is God about. This is, God is in everything, in every single experience that is love, that is hate, that sometimes it's sadness, that it's purging of something. I want to be in the middle yes. of everything. Yeah. And when I said that, honestly, Corinne, I found a, oh, I don't want to swear, but the freaking <laughs> peace that I was longing for so much, for so long, is truly peace. And obviously there's days and yeah. days, but as long as I remember this feeling, I remember how that feeling makes me feel. Everything is just like, you know, when you're mm-hmm. like a tornado, right? And you find the 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 the, the, the calmness yeah. is in the middle. Like this is, you know, this is what I try for. And then that doesn't happen every yeah. day. But as long as I remember, it yeah, happens. Yeah, exactly. I could so relate to that. It completely does, completely. Yeah, yeah, and, and you were mentioning, you know, being around people who are spiritual or not spiritual. And what I realized for me, like first I thought when I was on this journey, gee, I wish I could find someone else who was on a spiritual path. I mean, there's like nobody I knew for a while. (laughs) And then I found other people who were on a spiritual path, but it was very different than how I looked at the spiritual path. So I was like, Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that didn't work out like I thought, you know? (laughs) but but now it's like I find it some people who don't even think that they're spiritual are the kindest and most compassionate and intuitive people that I know and it's amazing that they don't have any um they don't feel drawn to any religion or anything like that they're just who they are you know, and that always makes me like redefine, well, what does it really mean to be spiritual? Is it that you are just flowing with this divine order and um, you're kind and compassionate? Is that basically it? Or is it you are, you have, I call it the superhuman abilities where you can be psychic and feel energy. Um, uh, what do you call it? Dream about the future, all those other things that, you know, and the, Eastern traditions, yeah. they call them cities. It does that mean you're spiritual? Just because you chant or meditate for three hours a day, does that mean you're spiritual? You know, so there is, th- those are questions I've, I've asked a lot of in my, yeah, last, asked a lot of. So for me at this point, I would have to say, and I'm sure I'll change my mind again, but True, really seriously, it's like true <laughs> spirituality is being having the capacity to be kind, compassionate, and to constantly be learning, to be a constant, you know, like you were talking about earlier, to be the child. It's like you have constant curiosity and you're willing to let go of your ideas that you've had. And so you can see the world 
uh, without conditioned thought. And so you can see another person and it doesn't matter what they look like, what their background is, that you can connect with them simply soul to soul. And you just need them. Yeah, simply soul to soul. You know, it's like, to me, those are the true um, marks of, you know, spirituality. Yes. And, you know, yesterday, yesterday I had this moment that, you know, I, one of my vision, you know, part of my vision is to live life with intention. It does not matter what you do, you know, where you at, you know, just to be mindful and have mm-hmm. an intention. So yesterday, you know, I said I was meditating and just contemplating um, for a couple hours. And I always asking myself, how can I be a better coach? How can I be a better friend? How can I be a better woman? And, you know, I, it was just taking me in this loop of taking of like more of other characters, right? Like when you think, how can I be a better woman? Then you'll go out of yourself and look for a character. Yeah. And then all you do is just going to be another identity. You just get another identity. But when I shift a little bit my, my, my asking and I said, how can I be more compassionate mm. towards myself? How can I meet myself where I am right now? How can yeah. I be more gentle? Wow. Oh my yeah, that's God. That's a big one for me too. <laughs> it, changed, it changed like the in seconds because you see now it's not about how can I be a better coach or a better mentor, yeah. right? But it's how can I listen to myself when I learn to listen to myself and be compassionate towards myself first. Then when someone else comes into my life, this is happening effortlessly. Yeah. I don't have to be or to do something. I am already. So because I learn how to meet myself where I am and be gentle with myself and my journey and be a child, then I will know how to do that with my client or my friend or my lover. Yeah. That truly changed the whole game in my intentions and how to ask questions oh it makes so much sense yeah <laughs> you know mm-hmm. right it's it's just really like it was a oh my god it was such a breakthrough for me honestly because before it was just like oh my god how can you know how can we make more money and you come from a very different vibration because mm-hmm. you're not it you know you're still seeking you know you're still thinking that you're not it but compassion man compassion for yeah, me, self-compassion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same here. It's yes. like, uh, I can be really hard on myself, really, really hard on myself. And I realize That's it's me. being nice to myself. Being as nice to myself as I would be to someone else. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I should try that. Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, like, as you said before, like, even the happy Buddha, like, he, here's the funny thing about all this, like, Buddha and Jesus and all this, you know, mentors and masters of, of our world is that they were not, like, they were not trying to be smart or be serious. Like, there was just this, like, you, I, I, you think that yeah. you speak with a child. In a way, they were just like, 
oh, they're just like, they, in a way, they just didn't even want to answer you. You know, it's just like, just be with me and you'll feel it. <laughs> in a way, it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's this, it always takes me back to like being gentle and being as a child. Because if you think of a child, whatever they do, they do for the sake of, of, of the experience, not to get anything, not to, to, because they will, you know, receive something, but it's just, I want to play and I want to yeah, have fun. That, and cur- I that curiosity. The, I, yeah, yeah the, the open-mindedness yes. and then being curious, you stay open-minded. And I think that's one of the traps of the spiritual path is when people stop being curious and they think they know everything and have figured out every spiritual rule and paradigm. And that's something I actually see a lot yes. of. It's like, you know, there, oh, there's an explanation for everything. And it's like, hmm, really? <laughs> Is there really an explanation? Or should we keep an open mind and see, ask what is it we still don't know? Yeah, because, you yes. know, because think about it. It's like we've got, um, you know, people talk about chakras, the levels of vibration, manifesting things or not manifesting things, past lives, um, Akashic records. I mean, like every topic these days that used to be a mystery. <laughs> What's oh, that? I love this. Yeah. I love all this, used to be, topic. I mean, you had to really dig around, you know, especially before the internet, you really had to dig a lot to even begin to find any of this information. But now we have everything at our fingertips. And then, so people have, constructed of these paradigms of no this is how the universe works and therefore to be spiritual you have to align with this particular paradigm and i say well who created the paradigm isn't that out of the human mind and do we really really believe that our human minds could possibly wrap our wrap our minds around what's truly going on here <laughs> so yeah there's and that's why staying curious and open-minded at least for myself when I finally you know got to that spot because let's say it wasn't easy it was one of those dark nights of the soul that actually got me there (laughs) to um to realize I needed to let go of my old ideas of what I thought spirituality was um Mm -hmm. But okay, and I forgot where I was going with that. It's like a stuck in the dark night of the soul. But um, <laughs> no, it's gonna come. It will. Um, but yeah. just to add to what you just said and give you something to to think is that you know, just speaking with people with um, understanding their journey and trying too hard to be spiritual that actually what will keep you away from that realm that would actually what will keep you even more separated because you think you're yeah. not yeah and then and that is close to what i was actually thank you for reminding me like what i was gonna say but i could put it into this next piece too <laughs> is yeah. when people get on a spiritual path it's like, to me, the most important question to ask is, 
why are you feeling called on a spiritual path? Is it, it's very important. It's like, is it because it's something in your soul that is igniting you and nagging you to be on your path? Is it like a deep longing? Is it um, because you want to be more compassionate? Is it because you're trying to manifest something in your life? Like to really look at like, why does someone want to embark on a spiritual path? Or you know, they, some people could have just had a, what it, I call them, um, elevated spiritual experience. You know, some people will all of a sudden, I mean, they'll be just going about their regular lives and have an experience of an, an, an angelic presence. And then that will send them on a path mm-hmm. of, oh, wow, there must be something more. And how can I um, mm-hmm. feel that more? Because it gives me a sense of meaning. So there's, you know, so there are all different reasons why people start down you know, decide they want to be on a spiritual path or even suddenly, let's say, realize, oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm on a, on, I feel spiritually called. So that's like, no, it's like the why, why. like why, why pursue it? Like what's the, um, what's the reason? And I think once people can get some clarity on that, it can help them figure out what direction to go in. That's amazing. And, you know, honestly, like, that what would be my next question for you? And um, mm-hmm. we'll close uh, with this, probably. But, you know, for a new person, and just imagine that they just have a regular life, a job, and, you know, they're very self-efficient already, but they had this experience, right? And they have families and they have things going on and, you know, but they still want to start this journey. And as we know, the self-discovery journey can be very overwhelming at times. And they will come to you. Where would you direct them? Or like in the modern world, in this Mm -hmm. where we live right now, how would you, what would be their starting point without leaving their family? Oh, yeah. I would say, you know. (laughs) To understand that a spiritual, first of all, to to know that a spiritual path is really all about cultivating kindness and compassion. So just because you can perhaps see more than other people and have a longing, like in your family, um, you your spiritual work is to remain kind and compassionate and to use your tools that you learn in your new wisdom and be with your family to find ways to integrate it. Or even, you know, if it's just someone who, let's say, um, maybe they don't have a family yet, but they have a a job. And then all of a sudden one day they have this extraordinary Mm -hmm. spiritual experience. They go back to their job and they're like, Oh my God, this is terrible (laughs) because who are these people here? They don't understand Mm me. It's um, to have that same point of view of kindness and compassion. And then another very important piece is to find a group of people. I would say a small group of people that you can connect with who elevate you, who are also on a spiritual path. And it's very important to say a small group that elevates you, like so you elevate each other. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I love because this is exactly how 
you know, I, when I started, when I had this yeah. awakening, right. Um, I would not be able to probably move forward. And I've done, I went through almost all my journey uh, alone. I mean, alone, yeah. alone physically, you know, um, but when I opened myself, you know, because I was dissociated from the world from so, mm -hmm. you know, long. And then when I actually opened my heart and I've done some healing on my heart, I start connecting with other humans, like minded, the tribe. Yeah. Oh my God. That was life-saving. Yeah. Honestly, it's extraordinary when you find like-minded people um, that truly elevate each other. It's, it's the support that you really need, but that can be, it's, it can be dangerous um, to find, it's, I should yeah. say perilous, not <laughs> dangerous to find the right, um, the right tribe for yourself, especially the right spiritual tribe is, and you really have to use discernment. But then, but then if you think about Corinne is that, you know, this is how I just look at it is that, you know, we constantly change we not change but like expand yeah. and move right like we become more open and open this is how i look at things and i've had you know my first tribe my first people that i met in my on my spiritual journey i don't necessarily talk to them anymore you know i mean i love mm -hmm. them they are in my heart but i also believe that the they are it depends on what in what stage in your life you are the life will bring those people and then they will, yeah. they will fade away. They will, you'll move on to the next one and to the next one. Because to be honest, five or six years ago, I was not ready to meet <laughs> you because I was, my, my, my vibration were not matching your vibration. I was not ready to hold even the conversation, you know, oh. like, I'm just like, it's simple. Yeah. Right. Um, but I feel that you meet people that matches your vibration at the stage in life you are. Yeah. If I'll put it in a sim more could, simple yeah, way. Yeah, but I, I agree, yes. And yes, I also believe that you have to be mindful of when you pick people to be around, especially if you're first starting on your spiritual growth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is, because you can, you know, get pulled into a group of people where you'll end up feeling even more alienated from the world, which is not a good thing. <laughs> It's like you want to have a supportive group that you can help each other feel still at home in the world while supporting each other. So I think that's really what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. That's yes. what I'm trying to. But yeah, and exactly like what that. you're saying. I totally agree. And that happens to me as well. It's like, you know, sometimes you it's like you move in and out of different communities over lifetimes uh, over your life, depending on, you know, where you're at. And what your needs are, etc. Yeah, that makes beautiful. a lot of sense. That's so beautiful. And as we are to the end of our episode, Corinne, um, I we will talk even more about okay. your book. But can you just tell us a little bit? Of, oh, sure. Uh, about your book. That's called a handbook for badass spiritual warriors, and. This little book evolved out of a list I used to have that used to be above my desk of, okay, here are things you need to remember in case you feel off track. <laughs> and so I put this together for people who are walking a spiritual path while, let's say, trying to be in the world fully and completely. And 
Yeah, fully 100%. And so if you're in this world 100% and participating and you feel spiritually called, you're automatically a badass because it's not easy. And that's why I named this handbook for badass spiritual warriors, because anybody that's trying truly, um, you know, it's, it takes a lot of grit to, to be able to maintain that spiritual connection. It is definitely not the easiest thing. And so these are the best Mm -hmm. 11 of the best tools that I've put together that have worked for me. And I find they are, it's like priceless. And I even go back to my own book and go, oh yeah, hey, oh yeah, okay, now I remember, you know, <laughs> things I'm supposed to be doing. Because when we mm-hmm. fall out of, um, I call it like, sometimes when life gets really hard, it's for some reason, it is hard to remember like what you knew before when you were in a good space, especially in a good spiritual space. Actually, there's a psychological and cognitive reason we do that, but um, I don't want to get into that in this episode, <laughs> but, um, but, the, but that's yeah. basically the book. So it's literally, it's thin, it's short, it's a handbook. You know, it's just, it's meant to be like placed around your house and you just pick it up and say, what do I need to know today? I love this. And I will, you know, have all the information for my audience uh, for everyone who wants to know how to get the book, where to get the book, I will have all that information for you guys. Um, I am actually oh, really excited. Thank about you. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I just, it, it feels, you know, very close to my heart and to my journey because right now I'm in, I am in that place in my life where I just freaking love to be in this world. I, I really yeah. fall in love with life. I honor everything about every single day it's a lesson you know and I you know I I try different things but I now can truly say that I want to live and I want to experience this life and I am yes. so happy where I am with everything with everything everything is perfect even though exactly it's like chaos in my it feels that yes in order you know as uh, I don't know who said that but um before it gets amazing uh-huh, it has totally to get worse this, or something yeah. like this before it gets better, yeah before it gets better it has to get worse so you know just wanted to finish with this and um let everyone know that it does not matter what's happening in the world outside of yourself you cannot you cannot change what is on the outside you only can change or move or shift something inside of you because the outer world is only a reflection of our inner world as we know. So thank you so oh, much, Corinne. I appreciate you sharing this wisdom of us. And I um, want to let everyone know that we will have Corinne more here with us. There's, ooh, this one <laughs> has so much, <laughs> so much here. That's why I'm like, I want to be short and, you know, like we will have different um, topics for different days. But this is only the beginning. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and love with us. And thank you, everyone who was so committed to listen to us. And thank you for giving yourself this gift and listening and learning every single day. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love you guys. And vibes here. <laughs>